And I don't think we fully assessed the risk on the front end. But here's the thing, and this is a good takeaway for those of you that are running businesses. You never really ever fully assess the risk. Hi, I'm Michael Hyatt. And I'm Megan Hyatt Miller. And this is Lead to Win, our weekly podcast to help you win at work and succeed at life. Believe it or not, for those of you who are Full Focus Planner users, we're coming up upon the fifth anniversary. I can't believe how fast the time has gone. We thought in this episode, we would part the curtains and we would give you kind of a inside look or a behind the curtain look at all that's transpired over the last five years, the good, the bad, and the ugly, what we've done right, what we've done well, and where we've blown it. And to help us go through this, we've invited onto the show, Joel Miller, Megan's husband, who also happens to be our chief product officer, because nobody knows the guts of this more than Joel. So Joel, we're just gonna invite you to tell all, be as honest and transparent as you want, because we think that people can benefit and learn from this. So welcome to the show. Excellent, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Hey Joel. Hi. Oh yeah, I should have introduced you too. Oh wait, you're married. Okay, well. (laughs) All right, Ken, do you know what's happening right now? No, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, it's your favorite time of year, finally. Yes! We can act, okay, like I give approval for us to actually listen to Christmas music now that Thanksgiving's over. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Uh, it's our holiday sale here at Full Focus. Oh, and we have better. some really awesome deals going on, especially if for some reason you missed out on our Black Friday deals. This is a great time to get your planners and everything for the new year. And so we have got uh, some awesome deals. So we've got 10% off site wide. Um, we've got where you can get a free um, your best year ever vinyl sticker pack. For any new planner subscription that you sign up for. So these are great to put on things like your Stanley mug. Wow, you already put them on your Stanley mug? And if you got them them on Black Friday, these are different. These are going to be new for the new year. Uh, But they're great for that. You can also put them on your planner. You can put them on your computer, wherever you want them. But they're great. Good. They're great stickers. We're also doing 25% off courses. Let's go. So specifically, we've been talking a lot about our goal setting course. Um, and this is going to be $75 off and you get a free ticket to your best year ever live with your purchase. So you definitely don't. It's huge. like a crazy, crazy, crazy deal. So you don't want to miss out on that. And your favorite thing, which is our certification program we're doing $800 off of it. And this is a fantastic time of year to get in. Um, we are actually going to be doing a beta group for our new digital planner. Yes, it's going to be fantastic. crazy exciting. So anyways, go to fullfocusstore.com now. Shop our holiday sale. Make sure to use the code HOLIDAY10 to get all these deals and more. Okay, so here's how we frame this up. We're going to share the story, but then we're going to share with you three insights about successful innovation, because Mm -hmm. this is one of those happy projects that turned out well. Now, I know it's easy to look from the outside in and think, gosh, everything they do works. It really doesn't. In fact, probably more stuff doesn't work than does work. We're just quick about killing it and moving on. But this is one of those things that we thought we'd try as an experiment Mm -hmm. And it actually worked. 
you got to think about it like baseball. You know, if you're batting 300, you're amazing. Yeah, that's a, that is actually a good way to look at it. And and for those of you who own businesses that are listening to this, not everything has to work. Just enough has to work to make the whole thing work. Yeah. So, Joel, I'm going to ask you before we get into insight one. We're going to do this a little bit backwards on this first point, at least. But I want you to kind of give the history and then talk about the first insight. So back in 2013, we launched Five Days to Your Best Year Ever. This was our goal achievement course, and it was wildly successful. Uh, it was one of those products that ac actually was in many ways like an afterthought. Uh, but once it was conceived and launched, the market really craved it. And it was one that we just had a lot of action with. And we would basically go to market with it every year updating it as we go. And the market responded just really uh, strongly. And what we realized was we also had, along with that goal achievement strategy, we had this whole methodology around productivity that helped make that a reality, that helped people achieve those goals. And that became another course that we launched in 2016 called Free to Focus, our productivity course. You put those two frameworks together and you got something really powerful. But we also realized that we had a little problem. And that is we had these two fantastic courses that were working together to help people, but there was no tool that actually integrated those two frameworks, no tool that actually made those two things work together. And so we decided we needed to create something that would help us do that. But what could it be? What should it be? It was a little tricky. We didn't know. But then... In December of 2016, a lot of us on the executive team happened to read a book together by David Sachs called The Revenge of Analog. And in this book, David Sachs talks about the benefit of analog over digital solutions. And he looks at it in a wide range of industries and different kinds of products. And we just thought uh, it was like a light bulb ping right over the head. Um, we know exactly what we need to do. We need to create a paper planner that actually integrates these two products so that the framework in Five Days to Your Best Year Ever and the framework in Free to Focus could be married together into one simple tool that people could carry with them and achieve their goals that they set out for themselves. And honestly, Joel, that would not have happened had it not been for David Sachs's book. Because we're like most people, and I occasionally get these comments on Facebook from people who go, hey, you know, it's 2022, the 1990s have called and they want their planner back. You know, <laughs> we've got digital solutions now, we don't need analog. And, you know, I usually, I, I want to body slam those people on, on <laughs> Facebook, but I don't because I'm too polite. And so I just say, well, you might want to consider the benefits of analog over digital. It's a sly in the family stone kind of thing, you know, different strokes for different folks. If you've got a digital environment that's really uh, crowded and full of distractions, then that's a problem potentially for people. And that problem doesn't exist in an analog space, uh, or it's certainly mitigated in an analog space. That, that said, there's a lot of solutions these days on the digital end that might make that more attractive. But when we were doing this in 2016, to launch a paper planner almost felt like a revolutionary thing to do. I know it did because it was so countercultural and we did get a, get some blowback, but I'll tell you what, we got a whole lot of people that breathed a sigh of relief and, and because we gave them permission yep. to go back to something that they intuitively knew that for them, based on their unique 
personality or their unique context, uh, they needed an analog solution. And, and as Joel said, you know, we, we're not opposed to digital solutions. In fact, most of us at the company use a hybrid solution where we're maintaining our master task list in something like Asana or Apple Reminders or something else, and then pulling those down into the analog solution that's the full focus planner on a daily basis. Yeah, you know, what's funny to think back on is the environment that this was created in, because this is like pre-Apple screen time. This is pre-do mm-hmm. not disturb on your phone. This is before most people were aware of how to turn off notifications on their phone and computer. So like people are just getting hammered by distractions. You know, everybody is infatuated with apps and totally just tsunamied by distractions. Yeah. You know, what has been a funny thing too. And I've heard this from a lot of our clients, a lot of our customers and a lot of people on social media. So for people who have ADHD, this is a godsend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the clues in the title, the full focus planner. So for people who have a difficult time focusing, this is a godsend. This has been hugely helpful to them. So Joel, I want to ask you, what's the first insight that all business owners, regardless of what you produce, what's the first insight you can get from this? Well, before I answer that question, I'll explain my answer. We often will put together the rationale for something, uh, you know, an organizing principle around sharing a framework or information, and we'll look for alliterative ways of doing it. You know, we'll look for a way of- uh, So the opening sound of a word is the same all the way down the list, you know. In this case, I'll tell you the other two in a second. You'll find there are words. I was looking for an R word to 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 do what we just described, uh, and I landed on recombinant. Now, this is a laughably bad word to use to describe <laughs> this, but I just thought, why not? Um, we'll have a laugh at uh, at our own expense using it. So what I mean by recombinant, though, is this. Successful innovation requires that you take a certain number of things that pre-exist and figure out a new way of putting them together. And that becomes attractive to a customer. If you had told me, let's just launch a paper planner, that wouldn't have made any sense to me. We actually had to think about how the framework in Five Days to Your Best Year Ever, we take that off the pantry shelf. And the framework in Free to Focus, we take that off the pantry shelf. How that integrated with the idea of a paper planner. And suddenly it was like we were able to recombine those elements and turn it into something that was a new thing, a new product. And that enabled us to to step out and do something totally fresh for us. All those things were pre-existent. We -hmm. didn't invent paper planners. We didn't invent goal achievement, although we have a unique angle to it. We didn't invent productivity. But our unique expression of those combined together created something new. Yeah. And so I would just ask in your business, what is it for you? What could be combined that would produce something completely new, even though the constituent parts already exist? And I think uh, part of how you can get at the answer to that is ask yourself, what problem could you solve for your customers mm-hmm. that they are really looking to you to solve, you know, and, and for our clients, it was, okay, how do I connect my annual goals to my daily actions? How do I make progress on my annual goals through the things that I do every day? And how, how could that be really easy for me? So that the visibility around my goals 
is just very apparent. It's always right there with me. I carry it everywhere I go. And I have some way to link these, you know, seemingly ordinary day-to-day tasks with the big things that are going to ultimately uh, move the needle on my goals. And so I think, you know, if, if you have that in mind, how can you solve a problem like that for your customers? That's a great way to then answer the question, how can I recombine things to make something new? Okay, so insight number one is successful innovation is recombinant. Now, Joel didn't make up that word. It's a real word. It means exactly what we told you. But admittedly, it's a little bit of a stretch for the sake of of alliteration. We've become a parody of ourselves. (laughs) All right. Insight number two is that successful innovation is risky. Yeah. Well, this was our first physical product. If you look back at our history up to that point, everything we had released was basically a digital product. It was a course. Um, We had a a digital platform at that point also, Platform University, but everything we did was digital. And so stepping out into the physical product space was a risk all by itself because it was something that was new for us. And the financial dynamics of a physical product were radically different than anything that we had attempted before in the digital space. In the digital space, um, there's very little money up front usually, and the margins are way different. The margins are significantly higher. Uh, when you look at a physical product, the cost of the good itself is significant. And so, and a lot of that money has to be paid up front. And so that really changed the, the financial dynamic. Uh, so just stepping out in that regard by itself was a little bit risky. But then there was additional risk. The additional risk for us in this case was that we were really ignorant about the whole process. <laughs> you know, we we had several people on our team who had a publishing background. So we'd all created what are called trade books. You know, when you walk into a Barnes & Noble or, or buy a book off of Amazon, what you're getting usually is a trade book. We've made those a million times in, in, our, in our prior uh, careers. But we had not ever created a physical planner, which has multiple parts and is a much more sophisticated product. If you look at the number of components, for instance, it is just radically different in terms of how it comes together, what it com- how, uh, all the different parts and, and how they work together and all of that. All of that means more layers, more time, more expense, more everything. And honestly, I didn't even know how to spec the thing out. So... I reached out to a friend who was working at uh, a publishing company at that point who had some experience in working with like much more difficult products like that, Adam Hill, who's now on our team. And uh, he came to join us shortly after this. But I just talked to him and I was like, how should I even think about specking this? And he started to, uh, he just like gave me some, some initial ideas that we were able to then take to our publishing partner, our printing partner. And we were able to, you know, work out a PL for it. We started to look at prototypes around then too. So this is now February of 2017. We, we're starting to look at prototypes all through the spring. We kind of like accelerated our timeline because if you're around us for very long, you recognize that we end up doing that to ourselves a lot. Um, it feels fun on the front end. But we we accelerated our timeline. And so we were actually doing mock-ups of these, some of these pages while doing other things. So for instance, I had to drive 
to another town to pick up one of our children. Uh, Meg, you'll remember this. And I had a coworker in with with me in the car, and they were actually doing the design for one of the pages while we drove as I was describing it. So this was just kind of coming together. And it, the riskiness was in part like the financial side of it, the materials, just like we haven't done this before, but then the timeline, we added even more risk in that too. But we were able to get it off to the printer. All, all the designs were finished out by April. We got it off to the printer just in time. And we lined up our very first printing of 10,000 units at that point, 10,000 copies. Which is a fairly big print run in this kind of space. In the book publishing world where we came from, that wouldn't have been a big deal. That would have been a small print run. But in this case, for us, and when you considered the capital investment, and I don't think we fully assessed the risk on the front end, but here's the thing, and this is a good takeaway for those of you that are running businesses, you never really ever fully assess the risk. And in fact, we usually talk ourselves into doing things that if we had the full risk profile and we understood what we were getting into, we'd never do it. But I, I maintain that that's true for all the important things, whether it's marriage or having kids or going to college or whatever it is, starting a business. You never fully understand what you're getting into and you'd never start anything if you did. Right. But you kind of deceive yourself and then you get moving. Yeah. You get really uh, risk averse the minute you start calculating everything. That's right. Yeah. But it got worse, right? So explain to us what well, happened as we came off the press. It did, because this is this is one of those fun calls that you get from your your printer. I was sitting out on my front porch and we had just barely got the files in on time to hit the dates that we had planned. They were the at the printer, they were like working hard to get it done, but they were on schedule. Everything was great. And then I get a call that one of the components in the planner doesn't fit. That when they ordered what are called the boards, when you get one of your planners out, you got that that cover, that thick board that is uh, that is part of the cover. Those are that's cardstock that has to be cut a certain size, and it is it's you know pretty sophisticated in the way it comes together and what it is. And if they if they order it and it comes into the printer and it's not the right size, you can't bind up the book. And so that's what happened. It's, it's, we have to understand the timetable here. We did something really unconventional. And the unconventional thing is that we sold this before we printed it. And we thought we were so stinking smart because we thought, okay, this is the way we're going to mitigate the risk is rather than print it and then hope that we can sell it, we'll sell it and then we'll print it. Yep. And so we assumed we delivered on schedule, but then we had this hiccup. Yep. And it, the, the timing matters also because the Full Focus Planner is a quarterly planner, and we really wanted people to be able to start at the beginning of Q3, at the beginning of July. And instead, what ended up happening is instead of these books coming in the middle of June, say, and us able to ship them out uh, in a timely manner to customers, they started coming in in July. So we were well late of the Q2 uh, of the Q3 date that we had set for ourselves, and. Megan, you pointed this out while we were talking before, but we also, because we had sold it and told people they would have it in time for Q3, because we were late, we paid a higher shipping rate to get all of those folks their planners earlier than, or still late, but as early as we could. And that meant we ate, you know, a pile of money and extra shipping also. 
I think we spent like $40,000 in unplanned shipping expense to try to get those out as quickly as possible to the folks that had had ordered them. And, you know, when you've just been producing digital products and you're not yet used to the expenses associated with, uh, you know, cost of goods for physical products. I mean, that's a, that's a big chunk of unplanned money. And, you know, fortunately it was okay, but, but that was a expensive lesson. Yeah, that was an expensive lesson. What was the response of the customers to those being late and to us eating the shipping cost to get them to them? It was positive. They were not excited about them being late. And you and I, uh, you may recall this, Michael, but we did a Facebook live in which we explained actually the nature of the problem and told Uh, our customers, how we were planning on making it as good as possible. And they responded really well to that. You know, I think one of the things that's important to remember is when people in general like you, they want you to win. And this was a new product that they were involved in helping launch and they wanted that to win. So they were kind of invested in our success in a way, which was very helpful at that moment. And we were able then to to turn it around and get them, uh, those planners in like the middle of July. This isn't really an insight that we mapped out on our show prep, but I will say that an insight is when things go wrong, if you can just be honest and transparent Mm -hmm. about it, usually people stay with you. It's when you try to spin it or act like it didn't happen, that makes people crazy. Yeah. And so I just have always tried to have the philosophy of, I want to, I want to treat other people like I'd like to be treated, you know, and if, if somebody's kind of spinning it, or they're trying to bury the problem or act like it's my problem, I'm pretty unforgiving. But if somebody will just say, hey, we had this mistake, here's exactly what happened. I'm like, okay, cool, no big deal. You know, it's one little thing in my life. It's not the whole of my life. I haven't been sitting here on my couch waiting for the planner to arrive. It's just a planner. But but anyway, telling people what went wrong really helped the process. Yep. The good news is they did go out and we shipped about 6,300 units of that first order of 10,000. The tricky part was this though. When it hit, everyone was really jazzed about it. And by August, we were already almost out. And so we had to get back to the printer and order more. Now these days, it's the print schedules are are really elongated because of all the supply chain stuff that you know keeps floating up in the news all the time. At that point, the turn time was eight weeks. And we were basically going to have to be without product, most likely for part of September, while we waited for new units to come in. But sure enough, we were able to get another order uh, placed and get those in. We got them turned pretty quickly. Um, and that was another 15,000 units. By the end of uh, 2017, we'd already sold 35,000 planners. Which was huge That's for amazing. us. That's amazing. How many have we sold now? We're at a million now, just over a million units. That's amazing. And little did we imagine that this would be over half our business. Yeah. I don't. Well, we definitely didn't know that up front. What we knew is there was a hole in the market that we had a great answer for it. And that we could go, we could go fill that and, and turn a tidy profit on it. That's something that would be helpful for our business and our customers. We had no idea how big that hole was, though, because and that hole is still there. We're still filling it. I feel like one of the the great takeaways here is that you don't have to understand everything or even get it all right, and you can allow for mistakes and still ultimately be really successful. I mean, I think when we say that. 
successful innovation is risky. This is what we're talking about. It is risky. It's not going to unfold perfectly, but it can all eventually come together and be successful, even though it's risky and even though there are mistakes in the process along the way. Marissa, I cannot tell you how excited I am for your best year ever live coming up January 5th. Yes, I'm so excited too. I can't wait. Yes, this is the event that you would want to come attend. If you're just like, man, I want to look at how well did I do in the past, but I also want to set myself up for success to have, like we call it in the title, your best year ever. This is the event you want to be at. We have thousands of people coming to this event already. And you and I will be emceeing this event. Yes. So there's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of excitement to come join us to make it a great year for you. Now, in order for you to receive it, all you have to do is buy the full focus goal setting course and you get a ticket to your best year ever. Yes. And the best part is that that course is 25% off right now. So... Uh, you're going to get a discount and a ticket to the live event, which is normally $197. That's a killer so deal. So it's a killer deal. It's a no-brainer in my opinion. Um, but definitely join us. It's going to be so much fun. January 5th, it's totally virtual. So no matter where you are in the world or um, you know whether you can get on a plane or not, don't worry about it. You don't have to. You can do this from the comfort of your own home. And we'll be right there. Yeah. And just imagine having your goals already set for the entire year and a plan to execute them. Yeah. That's worth all the money that you can. And the best part, it's a free event for you if you buy the Full Focus Goal Setting Course. Yes. All right. Well, we would love to see you there. So make sure to go to fullfocusstore.com and take advantage of this deal. We'd love to see you at your best driver live. Okay, so far we've talked about insight number one, successful innovation is recombinant. Did I say that right, Joel? Yes, you did. Okay, so that means pulling from a lot of different things and making something new out of pre-existing things. Insight number two, successful innovation is risky. Joel, what is insight number three? Successful innovation is responsive. This one you know, comes sequentially as number three, but it's it's really part of number one also. One of the things that you are doing in terms of re- recombining is looking for what the market needs. So that's a responsive posture. Megan, you talked about that when you were talking about what need could I address uh, that my clients might have. It also carries through though, after you serve those clients. So um, it's important to see that more generally, of course, but in terms of the the full focus planner, you know, we released an updated interior of the planner in November uh, 2017. We were uh, just wanting to improve that experience for the customer. And Michael, you may recall this, I'm sure you do. You actually designed yourself the second uh, edition of the planner. I, I did. And I actually, I'd had some familiarity with Adobe design, but I really went on a deep dive and learned it in order to do this, which I don't know exactly how that squares with my whole philosophy of delegation, but I like learning new things. And sometimes I have to get in it to process it and to really think through it. So I don't know. There's probably a rationale for why I did what I did, or maybe it was just, I shouldn't have done it, but I did it. Well, I would never say you shouldn't have done it. In that case in particular, you're learning by making, and that's really valuable. So having updated the planner interior in November of 2017, 
Things stayed pretty much that way all the way through 2018. We tweaked the design one more time after that, but it was pretty minor. In 2019, though, we knew that we wanted to diversify the line. And this came in part because we were hearing from customers that they wanted more colors to choose from. At this point, we had pretty much just a slate gray option. And we also wanted to just update the overall aesthetics of the design. The company has been moving since this time in a, in a more refined direction in terms of its aesthetic. And this was part of that also. There's just, if you think about full focus and the full focus planner as kind of a lifestyle product, you would like someone to be able to hold it in their hand and feel like they are achieving things just by having it. You would like them to, you would like them to have the, to be in the headspace of someone who feels uh, you know, like they can attain things just by holding it, just by getting to work with it. And so we wanted the design to be updated, to feel like that. And we went in and we redesigned the interior again at this point. Uh, we rolled out new uh, colors and we just really began to expand what full focus could mean for our customers. Uh, this honestly was a huge success. We released some leather planners at this point. We had never had those before. We expanded the colors of the linen planners, and we we saw huge success from this. So this was like really well received. But we didn't stop innovating there. The you know we kept hearing we want more formats also from our clients, and so we expanded in 2020. We added the pocket and the coil planners. So the pocket is a is a a scaled down version of the planner, and the coil was as you can imagine a spiral bound version of the planner. And then in 2021, we added the portfolio, which is like a full scale, what's called like an A4 size planner, basically eight and a half by 11. And it gives you just way more canvas to work with on a day. Um, so all of those were in the works as a result of responding to our clients, to responding to our customers as they wanted more to, more to uh, work with on a day-to-day -day basis. They wanted the planner to do more for them or be more for them. We were able to step up and create that for them. You know, one of the things that I want to add about being responsive is I think it's important to build a feedback channel. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a way for you to easily get in input from your customers. And for a lot of customers and for a lot of companies, that's difficult. Back when many of us were in the publishing business, many of the people on our team we didn't get that feedback directly. We got the feedback from retailers, but it was very rare for us to hear from the readers themselves. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we did in this case was we built a special private Facebook group that only had our planner users in it. And when I was back designing that second edition, I literally would post every page, yep. get the feedback from the customers, redesign, try it again, post it again, get more feedback, and we would iterate with our customers' input. And that did a couple of things. First of all, it gave us enormous intelligence into what would cause the planner to be better because there's nobody better to hear from than your customers. But second of all, it had sort of this secondary effect of creating buy-in on the part of the people that were participating in that process because those people became sort of co-owners Mm -hmm. They they were evangelists for the product because they felt like they'd helped us to create it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say about that early group, you know, it was called the FFP Think Tank. That was the name. And there were initially the idea was we would just have like 100 people in there. And the whole idea was to get feedback on these designs directly. We 
have expanded that. It is now the Full Focus Planner community. I, although I think the URL still says on Facebook Think Tank, but it is now a massive community of Full Focus Planner users, and it's all of us in the company are in you know in that uh, group, and we are we see all those conversations where we are referring to those conversations internally all the time. Uh, and it's a, an incredibly valuable place uh, for feedback. We have about 30,000 members of that community now. That's amazing. One of the things that often happens when people are innovating is they do it in isolation. You know, they, they are just kind of cooking stuff up in their head or they're designing uh, disconnected from their customers. And if you're fortunate enough to already have customers, those people are a goldmine of feedback and they're probably mm-hmm. already telling you what they want. And the key is just, I think, to centralize that so that the data can be aggregated, you know, like in a Facebook group, you just start to see these themes pop up. People like certain things in terms of how the interior is designed, or, you know, you start to see themes come up over and over about colors or formats or whatever. And there's an application for all of you listening to this. If you can really prioritize the feedback from your customer base, then you can more intelligently innovate for the needs that they have, or even needs that you anticipate based on the feedback that they're giving. It really does create customer loyalty. I think of some of the companies that I am really committed to, a few software companies here and there. You know, those companies are usually my favorites because they're so responsive. I feel like I can share an idea and if it makes sense, they will implement it. And that gives me a huge sense of ownership in that product. And that's part of what you get by being responsive. Well, I've loved this conversation, not just because it's fun to relive the history of the Full Focus Planner, but because I think it really is a great case study for how to do uh, innovation in an intelligent way. And there's so much you guys can learn from both our successes and also our failures. So uh, just to recap here, insight number one, successful innovation is recombinant. Our favorite word, word of the day. Insight number two, successful innovation is risky. Insight number three is that successful innovation is responsive. So Joel, usually I'm the one on the receiving end of the final thoughts questions, but today I get to ask you, Mm. do you have any final thoughts for us today about innovation? Well, yes, generally on innovation, you're not in business if you don't do this. Some version of this is necessary or you'll fail. Like this is seriously one of the most important things a business owner can do is get their head around this process and be implementing it on a regular basis. So that's key. More specifically, my final thought would be this. You know, we've looked at the launch of the planner since 2017. We looked at some of the stuff that happened in 2018, 19, 20, 21, now 2022. We have big things planned for 2022. And I can give you kind of the hint, hint, wink, wink kind of moment here. Um, But I can't tell you much. In fact, I really can't tell you anything other than stay tuned because there's really some exciting things coming for Full Focus Planner in 2022. For now, you could go to fullfocusplanner.com and just see what we're doing to celebrate the five-year anniversary there. 
All right, Joel, Megan, I've loved this conversation. This has been so much fun just to relive it. And as you said, Megan, to also focus on insights that our listeners can take away. And I hope it's been helpful. But guys, thank you for joining us for this episode. Until next time, lead to win. Ken, do you know what's happening right now? No, I have no idea. <laughs> well, first of all, it's your favorite time of year, finally. And yes! We can act. Okay, like I give approval for us to actually listen to Christmas music now that Thanksgiving's over. Jingle bells, jingle. Yes. Uh, it's our holiday sale here at Full Focus. Oh, And we have better. some really awesome deals going on, especially if for some reason you missed out on our Black Friday deals. This is a great time to get your planners and everything for the new year. And so we have got uh, some awesome deals. So we've got 10% off site-wide. Um, we've got where you can get a free um, Your Best Year Ever vinyl sticker pack for any new planner subscri- subscription that you sign up for. So these are great to put on things like your Stanley mug. Wow, you already put them on yeah. your Stanley mug? And if are you got them, them if you got them on Black Friday, these are different. These are these are going to be new for the new year. Uh, but they're great for that. You can also put them on your planner, you can put them on your computer, wherever you want them. But they're great. great. They're great stickers. We're also doing 25% off courses. Let's go. So specifically, we've been talking a lot about our goal setting course. Um, and this is going to be $75 off and you get a free ticket to your best year ever live with your purchase. So you definitely don't, it's like a crazy, crazy, crazy deal. So you don't want to miss out on that. And your favorite thing, which is our certification program we're doing $800 off of it. And this is a fantastic time of year to get in. Um, we are actually going to be doing a beta group for our new digital planner. Yes. It's going to be fantastic. Crazy exciting. So anyways, go to fullfocusstore.com now shop our holiday sale. Make sure to use the code holiday 10 to get all these deals and more.